What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the ZHGO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join my guys here at our CHGO studios downtown Chicago. Big day. Bow. BWL Sports. Will the Goat Godly. Will underscore Godly is his handle. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. And today we are joined by our pal producer, Lawrence. Hi, guys. What's up, buddy? I'm not, going on cam- no, I'm not going on camera. What? I'm no, no, no. Not triple cameraing no. yourself today? What's going on? No, Wait, I, are you planning something over there? No, I'm just, I feel bad. You know, if you get, you, you always say I like to be a narcissist and I don't want to just. <laughs> but don't stop being who you are. There yeah. he is. Hey. Can't help it. Uh, also, hey. be who you are in this world. Displaying that dope ass 98 uh, hockey shirt available uh, in the CSGO merch locker right now. One of our newest editions. Yeah. see, baby. Why didn't you see mine when I wore it? You didn't say anything. Yeah, what's up with that? You got one of those? I wore it last week. Come on. Didn't Come say on, anything. Pack. See what I mean? But I, he, doesn't, he doesn't even get up when. He didn't get up for me or nothing like that. Can I applaud you, you real quick, understood. Will, on your ensemble? Because it's rare that you come in matching from Oof. the shoes yeah. and the shirt, sir. This is not a mistake about it's what's going on on this man's ensemble right here. Thanks, this is very, very nice. I'm very, very Thanks, proud Dave. of you when I see you, you do these things. You make me blush. It's very nice. I'm digging it. It's real cool. It's I well, dig it, bro. Well quaffed as always. <laughs> the quaffed is never in question. It's always perfect. It's never in question. Never ever. question the quaff. We don't question the quaff. You don't ask the question. You put a microphone to it, you nah, nah, nah. Get away from the quaff. No questions for the quaff, all right? <laughs> Packy, all right? I'm great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking the reason I never noticed your shirts, Dave, mm-hmm. is because I'm just too captivated by your big, beautiful eyes. Ooh, good save. Oh, That's yeah. a foul ball, though. Now, yeah. he tried. You he know what like I mean? Three minutes give later. him a foul. Foul yeah. tip. Okay. He foul tip. You know, he tried. That just means I'm still alive. In my That's it. Bat. Still alive. <laughs> still alive. You still have the plate. You still have the plate, man. Uh, are you sad, though, that uh, Burke Peck is about to go away? Or oh. is Burke Heinrich is on Burke, his way out. Excuse me? <laughs> it's on his way out. It, it is August 8th, sir. Yeah, but I it's got coming. at least two more months. Two more months of Burks? Yes. Oh, I, I wear Burks well into October. Mm. So you're like Burks, I am with shorts. Okay. So the rule is when the first flurries fall, okay. then I put the Burks away. All right. Which when, in Chicago, you might get flurries in early October. You saying. never know. Like you, don't, but you don't know. No. I, I will go to jeans and hoodie weather, jeans and hoodie attire for Chicago fall, which is a delightful season, Yeah, and still rock the Burks on the feet. I'm very interested to see what comes first, like me putting on pants or him putting on shoes. It's going to be him putting on shoes. Yeah, yeah you I, got that I right. So, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. You said, what did you say when the, the, the pants come on and shorts go away? Like October, November? More like November. Yeah, I don't think that's true. Yeah, think, it, probably, probably December, like to be honest December with you. December and January yeah. are your pants November-y. months. november <laughs> november it's, it's December, January are your pants months. Yeah. And then everything yeah. else is shorts. I've, I've seen you fair. wear shorts in the dead of winter before. This is true. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a fact. This is what I do, man. But that's still a ways away. What I want to know is when's the mustache coming back? Oh, great question. Yeah. Great. The people love the stash. People yeah. love stash peck. Are the Bulls playing games right now? They are not. Vooch is. Then the stash ain't coming playing. back. That's a segue. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, Peck, you didn't even notice on the, uh, the the Chicago Sports Podcast where we did the movie draft, your little caricature had no mustache. I, don't know I did not notice Ooh. that. Did you make that change? Yeah, I made that last year, Summer Peck. Exactly. Oh. Of course I did. Yeah. Look how you did. Thank you. I uh, appreciate that. You're kidding me. It's accurate. Yeah. I'll bring it back. Preseason or regular season? 
Uh, usually when I take my, uh, my week sabbatical around Labor Day to hang out with the family, uh, towards the end of summer, yeah. I will just not shave yeah. for a couple of weeks because yeah. I'm lazy and on vacation. And then that not shaving will turn into a, a modest beard of sorts. A couple of weeks. And then once we start <laughs> gearing up for Bulls basketball somewhere in the first or second week of October, then I'll ditch the beard and keep a stash and so then it'll impressive. be back. That's so impressive that that happens in a couple of weeks. That's impressive to me, man. Should we all shave on the same day and see after like a month how? Just, yes. Not like a race or anything, because yeah. it's, not, it's not a race, but just to see what the progress report is. No, it would be a competition. Matt's competitive. He's going to yeah, compete. That's true. That's true. <laughs> like you put it, you say race. It's, it's going to be a about. thing. I, I want to see. I want to see stashed goat. We haven't Ooh, seen actually, stashed I do, goat. I do. I've, I've seen, seen bearded goat, yeah, but no stashed. I've seen goat. the Bradley Cooper stubble goat. You know what I mean? But I haven't seen stashed goat. He's right about that. That five o'clock shadow that he rolls in, hangover yeah, two yeah. goat is what I see. I've seen that. <laughs> hangover <laughs> two goat. Oh my God, it's August, ladies and gentlemen. It is. Speaking of which, we and got I'm a couple of hilarious. awesome events coming up later in this month of August. CHO Crosstown Series Takeover Part Two at yeah. Wrigley Field a week from tomorrow, Wednesday, August sixteenth. Tickets still available. Still yeah. a few of them left to the takeover. It gets you a game ticket. Yeah. And your choice, are you a Cubs fan or a Sox fan, of one of our CHO cross Crosstown Classic shirts, mm -hmm. north side or south side. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's going to be some pre-gaming going on in Wrigleyville before the game. Enjoy that. I think I'm going to go. You guys going to go? I can't. No? I wanted to, but I can't. I, I missed the first one down on the south side. Yeah. I, did. I tried to go to that one. That one was sold out by the time. It couldn't work out for me, yeah, so... I I, but yeah, I, I missed the one on the south side, and I will not be attending this one either. I'm sorry, everybody. I know you want to see my face. Of course you do. Why isn't it on the screen? <laughs> sure, right yeah, sure yeah what are you mind. talking about, dude? Of course we do. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, there's a chance I'll be in Indianapolis. How dare you say? Uh, for oh, for, for what? Bears? Yeah, Bears, Bears preseason. Uh, well, they're practicing against flex. the Colts. Right. <laughs> is it? Yes, it is. It's actually. Uh, there's a chance I, I'll be in Indianapolis. Uh, I'll be in Indianapolis. I may not be able to make oh, it. I could. Yeah, be yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think Indianapolis counts as a city that you flex about going to. Yeah, but when you're doing it for no the Bears. No offense to all my Indiana family, but when you're doing it for the Bears. Y'all have been to Vegas twice and to Paris. Y'all went international. Was I invited to any of those? I was not. So talk to Joey about if that. If I were I in charge, with us. <laughs> I would have invited you. Yeah, exactly. Indianapolis is not. Talk to Joey. <laughs> talk to Joey. Talk to Joey Perry about that one. Yeah, for Joey Perry. <laughs> Joey Bordeaux. Let me know how that turns out. Bordeaux. Let me know how that turns out. Joey dropping Joey stuff. Yeah, um, honestly, the countdown. I don't even know. That's I do. I just we just found out in oh, there. You did. It's so we'll talk. Okay. We'll talk after okay, the show. Giddy up. But I just found out, so we'll talk. Uh, also, a little later on in August, August twenty fifth, it's RCH. Kickoff Classic Woo! at Cog Hill. Woo! Everybody's been working on their swings, on their golf game. August 25th, Friday <laughs> morning. <laughs> we're playing 18 holes. Everybody who signs up gets 18 holes in a golf cart. Mm. Uh, an exclusive CHO and Pins and Aces golf towel to keep right there in your golf bag with your Pins and Aces beer sleeve. Of course. Uh, there's going to be hole contests, giveaways, prizes, lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after the round is complete. And if you're signing up as a CHGO diehard, you get a discount because, mm -hmm. of course, you do. Yeah. One of the many perks of CHGO diehardum. I do, real quick, I have questions about this. One, and maybe you can help me out, Will. What is it, a 9 a.m. shotgun? I have no idea. Okay. Lawrence? You shotgun a beer at 9 a.m.? That's, that's really where I, I was mean, going. I mean, you could do it that way, but a shotgun start in a golf tournament is when 
people start on every hole. Usually you would start on hole number one, but right. since it's a it's a large group of people, you send different groups out to the second hole, third, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So okay. that is a shotgun start. What is a holes contest? I assume that means like, oh, closest to the pin on the par three uh, or long okay. drive, okay. yada, yada. On a, yeah. Thank you for the clarity, sir. I sure yeah, was wondering. I have no idea about any of that stuff. <laughs> He's just going to win. That's Wait all we'll do. Yeah. Goat, you're the <laughs> I'm not a golfer. golfer. I don't know why people keep saying this. I've, I've golfed before. <laughs> <laughs> why do we keep saying this, many man? Many are saying. Why do we keep saying this? I made Because we putt. watched him sink one, like, 25-foot putt when we were out in Vegas. It was, uh, Made it to the final four. A shot know. that changed my life. <laughs> I mean, honestly, between that putt and yeah. the thirst trap, it's the only things I know about doing. So all you know about... Don't bring that up. It's a sensitive subject. How dare you, Will didn't like it. Uh, How dare you, He shared off his perfectly quaffed (laughs) Vegas bot at the pool. How dare you, sir. Speaking of golf, though, uh, we can change subjects, but back to golf. I wanted to give a shout-out. We had our pal Kendall Gillen Studio with us a couple weeks ago. We were talking to him about not only his son, Phoenix, who's crushing it, San Ignatius basketball, uh, getting offers left and right, but his younger son, Coda, uh, an awesome golfer. I just saw on KG's Insta, this morning Real that KG. Coda had his tryout for St. Ignatius's golf team yesterday and set a personal best round Whew. during his tryout. Made St. Ignatius's golf team as an incoming freshman. Wow. Shout out to Coda wow. Gill. Wow. Good for you, buddy. Congrats, checks. Kendall. Proud checks Papa. And more checks. Dude, the seriously. Like Kendall's <laughs> son. The like for Kendall's son, man. For both of them. Mm-hmm. Give him two likes for that, man. That's amazing. Congratulations, man. How cool is that? Just crushing that dad life right now. I mean, man. Just killing it. Do you see the other video of him boxing with his son? Mm-hmm. Boxing with Phoenix? And I was like, this dude is the man. Like, it's just awesome to be Kendall Gill, ladies and gentlemen. Tireless. Judges. Try it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, some fun stuff to get to that's actually Bulls related on today's show. Uh, I wanted to touch on something that I saw. Shout out to Eli Schuster. Does an amazing job. Every little bit and piece of Bulls news for Bleacher Nation Bulls. A uh, bunch of pals of ours over there, Bleacher Nation. They do great stuff. He had an awesome breakdown of Vooch's development of his three-point shot that I wanted to get to on the back half of today's show because it's very cool, uh, and we all know how desperately we want more three-point shooting on this Bulls team. Before that, though, I wanted to touch on something that we found from B-Ball Index on Twitter uh, who do great things about very rare uh, and fascinating uh, NBA stats. True. The one that I stumbled upon the other day had to do with elite defensive play from NBA players when it comes to navigating screens. Mm. Uh, there were a handful of variables in this breakdown of theirs, both on and off ball screen navigation. Mm. And are you a point at, point of attack defender or a wing stopper? And then further classified by a number of I'm, minutes I'm more played. B dubs guy. More of a who? Thank you. I was saying, yeah. you didn't hear me say it on the low? Okay, my yeah. man. No, it was a wing Honestly, stopper. Honestly, more of a Hooters guy. <laughs> oh, wing stopper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got you. Or Hooters. <laughs> Hooters, yeah. Shout, yes. out Shout out to our friends at Hooters. Shout out. Um, so, many a times when you see from B-Ball Index or NBA Math or NBA University, all of these awesome stat graph accounts about the NBA, if it's, on, if it's about defense in the NBA – you just look for Alex Caruso in the top right corner of the graph. And to no one's surprise, uh, I don't know, Lawrence, Lawrence, if you have that graph I do. I'm just, that you can pull uh, up. I'm just tweet, and then, yeah, we can uh, get back Yeah, to so that, there, yes. there were the stipulations that I was talking about, all the different variables. Here we go. Uh, and th- they have to have played at least 1,000 minutes of this past season. 
there is Alex Caruso right up there near the top right of the screen. So basically this entire grouping, if you'll notice, uh, bottom left of the chart is, you know, zero, zero on the x-axis of ball screen navigation and then negative 0.5 at the bottom of the y-axis for off-ball chasing defense. Um, so everybody in this chart, except for uh, Grant Williams down there looking sad in the bottom left-hand corner, hey, Grant. are net positive players when it comes to navigating ball screens on defense. Mm -hmm. There you see Caruso right up near the top along with Dylan Brooks. Uh, but the interesting thing that I saw here is that five of Caruso's Bulls teammates yeah. are also here on this chart. Just below him, you see Io DeSumo. A little below Io, you see new Bulls edition Javon Carter. Shout out. And shifting a little further back along the x-axis, you will also see Patrick Williams. Hey. And then right there near Patrick Williams is the other Bulls free agent edition of this offseason, Torrey Craig. Mm -hmm. Six Bulls players on this chart as th among the NBA's elite screen navigating defenders. Yeah. We know that the Bulls finished with the fifth-best defensive rating in the NBA last season. Mm -hmm. We know that they returned basically the same roster, save Javante and Derrick Jones Jr. Mm -hmm. departing. But they've added to most would agree net positive defensive players in Torrey Craig and Javon Carter. <laughs> so that begs the question, can the Bulls be even better defensively this upcoming season than they were last season? Yes. <laughs> yes, they can. Absolutely, they can. Honestly, it, the defense excites me more than the three-point shooting because, for me, the defense is more tangible because I can look at that and say, oh, one thing you're not going to lose is that. You're going to have that defense together. That's going to be right. Even, uh, even uh, on B-Ball Index also a couple days ago where they gave Javon Carter his own profile and they listed – they graded him. You yep. know what I mean? And was showing his grades that. about what he had. His ball screen navigation was an A+. Plus. <laughs> That's what it was. It was A+. Plus. His off-ball chaser defense was an A-. Minus. Like, I think the three-point shooting was an A- minus also. It was. Um, but, yeah, like, the A+, plus though, was exactly that. So, you're putting an A-plus defender out here along with other guys who are also either A's or A-pluses at that as well. How can you not be a better defense? The options this allows Billy Donovan is staggering it's outstanding like it, it's it allows you to pick and choose exactly the lineup instead of just putting out matchups to match up with the other team it's not about that no more it's about no dude who who you gonna get by on my team mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like who you gonna get by on it you gonna get by cruz well i got javon waiting for you. you got him well i got pat waiting for you, you got him well i got Ayo waiting for you. who you gonna get by so it's gonna be a nightmare for a lot of those guards also going up against this kind of bulls team man and we've seen that the, these bulls guards give the flux <laughs> to some of these point guards out here in the nba and i think honestly will that's just going to continue there's so i have such a hard time figuring out the bulls defense because if you look at Last year, as we just mentioned, they were a top five defense, 111 and a half defensive rating. That's tremendous. Um, year before, though, 113.2 defensive rating, 23rd in the NBA. Mm -hmm. So, like, is the truth somewhere in the middle? Probably. But to your point, like, the, the quality of, I think, point of attack defenders and being able to get over screens, the guys that they can throw at virtually anybody they they play against, mm -hmm. it allows you to be a much more dynamic defense in a way that I don't think other teams can really accomplish. Mm -hmm. So you have 
like your traditional drop big, Rudy Gobert is kind of like the stereotype where you just kind of like let him drop back and funnel everything towards Rudy and he'll either deter the shot or block the shot or at least make it difficult for you to get something up. Um, you have the, you know, one through five switching defenses like the 2016, 17 Warriors who mm-hmm. would just switch every single ball screen. Uh, the Rockets during that time period, another good example. Mm-hmm. But you don't really see defenses that are built on the ability to get over screens. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, what makes the Bulls so unique. It's also, I think, what makes them hard for me to really lock in on and, and mm-hmm. truly understand how good they are. So I'm really curious to see how it looks next year. Um, I think if you look at the shots that the Bulls give up and the percentage, uh, the field goal percent on those shots is also really interesting. But certainly, like, if anybody is able to pull this off, you look at that chart and it's it's the Bulls, right? Yeah, like, they just yeah. have so many guys that can make life easy on Vooch, which is, I think, a huge deal. Yeah. Like, you hear all these podcasts, whether it's a national or even some local podcast, talking about Vooch not being a good defender, talking about how you finally got a guy who can guard point guards and Javon Carter. And it's like, what are you, the Bulls were a top five defense last year. What are we talking about? Like everybody executed their scheme perfectly. Yeah. But I think there, there's a lot that goes on there and I don't want to just keep rattling off stats, but it, it does make me Do question it. like, you know, how, how real this is. But like mm-hmm. I said, if anybody can continue to pull something like this off, because mm-hmm. you don't see it very often, it's the Bulls. You've just got so many guys that are so good at blowing up actions, getting over screens, uh, cutting off like drives and um, just like dribble penetration before anything can really get going. And that has a cascade effect of now the guy can't hit a kickout pass to an open shooter. Now, you know, he's not even able to get into the lane to where. Uh, you know, the Bulls don't have a big shot blocking big. So, but if they can't get in there anyway, it doesn't matter because they can't mm. even get into a shot. So I really do think the Bulls have built something really unique and, and it can be really special as we saw last year. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know, given the fact that it was 23rd the year before, mm-hmm. fifth last mm-hmm. year, is it going to be one end or the other or somewhere in the middle? Well, for me, like, and you all have heard me say this a, a million words, times. Sorry. First of all, cascade effect is my shit. But... You've all heard me say this a million times. I talked about the Bulls' defense is basically death by a thousand cuts. Mm-hmm. And you just added more blades <laughs> to that kind of defense right here because that's their offense mm-hmm. is that defense. is It's not so much, you know, holding you down for 24 seconds and then going and getting the rebound and doing it like that. No, it's, it's either stealing it or blocking that shot or disrupting it and running. That's what the Bulls are trying to do, and that's why they have all these guards out there that can play this kind of defense. Mm-hmm. That still happens because you saw what Caruso was in steals. You right. saw what happened like that. Io is great in that. Io is awesome in transition. Javon Carter is your shooter who's going to be pulling up for that shot. Torrey Craig, do whatever you need on that. It's why Javante Green worked so well with the Bulls that one year. I want to know what their defense was the year before when Lonzo was here because... So that was the year Lonzo. Oh, that was the Lonzo 20, year. 23rd, yeah. 23rd. They, they fell off a bit after After Lonzo he got down. hurt. Right, correct. Right. Obviously, right, obviously on that. Because both him and Caruso were like defensive, um, all defensive candidates at that point in time when Lonzo was still going. Right. But I'm just saying when you add 
add that kind of stuff to a death by a thousand cuts kind of defense that thrive. They're like piranhas, man. Mm-hmm. Like they run like a school of piranhas. They come in and they get in it, and when they get it, they're gone and they're out of there and they're scoring. And then as soon as they score, here comes Io right in your face, guarding you all the way up the floor. And so, so it's just, it just makes me excited. Honestly, it, it excites me knowing that this defense is now going to be something that I can't wait to actually watch. And it's going to be more Matt with the second unit where mm-hmm. I can't really can't wait to watch it where those other point guards come in right. who aren't as skilled as the starters yeah. have to deal with that kind of elite defense. Yeah. It's I, I, I mean, when you talk about the skill that they have, Will, fighting over screens, fighting through screens, that point of attack defense, the perimeter defense, and it's not just Caruso who is elite at that, but for, for all of the disappointments that Bulls fans may have felt about Io's kind of fallback sophomore season offensively, he is still an above average defender on the perimeter when it comes to fighting through and over top of screens. Colby yeah, White, who I saw our guy Colin in the comments mentioning, improved tremendously last season. Whether it was just his tenacity and a combination of added physical strength, Colby used to duck under screens all the time <laughs> or get just like pancaked <laughs> by screens all the time. True. Kobe's screen navigation improved significantly last season. Mm-hmm. So now you're just adding through all of the, on top of these guys, on top of Alex Caruso, who have all of this capable perimeter defense mm-hmm. and also quality wing defense, help mm-hmm. defense, not just with Patrick Williams, who can guard multiple positions, but now adding a guy like Tory Craig, who can do the same thing. If you get improvements again this year defensively, from Kobe and Patrick and maybe also Io, mm. adding to the additions of Javon Carter and Torrey Craig, who are capable defenders. Mm. The funny thing is Bulls fans love to talk about the fact that your big three are all one-way players and they can do what they do on offense, but Zach, DeMar, and Vooch are all net negative defensive players. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cut-and-dry ways, that, that that is true, and I wouldn't argue with that. Sure. But they just proved to us last year they can be a top-five defense with those guys playing heavy minutes. Mm. They played damn near every game all season long and they all played heavy minutes and they can all do some things defensively yes are they good no no but they can do some things and and enough they can do just enough to let the defensive stars around them shine and you know you mentioned the 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 rebounding vooch is an elite defensive rebounder yes I, i i can't remember if he finished first but he was somewhere in the top five all season long in defensive rebounding percentage so even if you want to criticize Vooch's drop defense or the fact that he's not some great rim protector the Bulls have assembled this absolute wall of perimeter defense with all of these guards and wings and guess what force some difficult shots force late in the shot clock shots Vooch is there to grab the rebound it worked last season very well I think we we dogged the continuity thing quite a bit on the show And I think for good reason, but like (laughs) I, I dog the continuity thing on this show and I think for good reason, but the defensive end is where you can actually see the results of that because like you said, I mean, it's very difficult to have a top five defense in this league. It's not something that you can do by accident. It's not like just getting super hot every night, shooting a bunch of threes and falling into it. I mean, to have to be top five in anything out of thirty teams is really really difficult, mm-hmm. um, and so I do think that they have learned how to play this scheme together and execute it at a high enough level. And you've got guys that are really good, you know, the the cliche being stars in their role mm-hmm. at taking away certain things, at blowing up actions, like I said. 
but I do. It's just like crazy to me looking at some of these numbers. And I know I said I wasn't going to do it, but here I go anyway. <laughs> you numbers. Um, you numbers. Okay, so <laughs> if you look at the percent of shots from like shot distribution across the court, right? Mm -hmm. So the percentage of uh, shots allowed from the three-point line, specifically from the corner or above the break, mm -hmm. percentage of total opponent shots from the rim. Last year, they allowed the 20th most shots at the rim, the 28th most threes, 26th most, most corner threes. On those corner threes, opponents shot the worst in the entire league, Whew. the worst percentage. So are they benefiting from some luck there? Maybe. We talked about this during the season too, but the Bulls, you know, I've asked Billy about this. I've asked like players about this. They all say like, yes, we give up threes, but we have a very high contest rate. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know exactly what that means. Like that's one of the things that I'm very curious to ask about, like as soon as the season starts, mm -hmm. but just like looking at some of these numbers, they, the year before they allowed the second fewest threes mm. in the entire league this past year, the 28th most. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you go from one complete end of the spectrum all the way to the other mm -hmm. for the percentages to go from one end of the spectrum to the other and for you to now still somehow end up on the top five? It's just kind of crazy to me. So mm -hmm. I, I know they've brought in a lot of good guys. I know those guys can execute schemes well, and I know they have physical attributes that allow them to do so. Yeah. But I'm just curious to see, like, there's a world where they do get better because they added more talent. There's also a world where they get worse in spite of that, because just some of that luck normalizes and opponents' threes start to go in. That's true. That's a great point. I think when they when they talk about that contest rate, again, this is just me speculating, but just the, I guess the uh, percentage of shots that they get to, that they get their hands up on, not not caring about if the shot is going in or not, mm -hmm. but just can they close out on that shooter or get to that shooter and get their hands up on that? Because even you saying that, like my mind flashed back to many times when I would watch them run out and contest those shots, but those teams would still hit those shots. Yep. Mm -hmm. And all the time, we, there were several game winners like that where they were there, but the shots just went in. There's nothing you could really do about that. I don't know if it's a cool way to look at that because yeah. <laughs> it kind of matters if the shot goes in or not. But it does say – it. I'm not saying it doesn't matter because it does matter that you're there and you're not giving up wide-open shots on right. a team like that. And also the builds of the guards that they have also come into play for me. Like Io's build, you know, and his length also is, is a factor. Um, Caruso and just how he is. You, Caruso, you could tell me Caruso is 6'6", six, six, or you could tell me he's 6'2", and I would believe you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Either way it goes. That's how they are. Kobe White, another Another one, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Another big guard who might not seem like a big guard to you, but is a big guard and get out there and defend on those guys, man. So it's just the options that I'm excited for Billy to have, you know, in, in this and, and Mo Cheeks as well. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just excited for them to get out there and put this together and let's see. And I think that's exactly what we're talking about here with the continuity piece, which is that like these guys understand where they need to be at all times. If you like I said, I don't know what numbers they're tracking or how they're doing it or how the, those numbers relate to other teams in the league. But if you're confident in saying that you're one of the best teams in the league at closing out on shooters, what does that mean? That means you're really good at getting out to shooters, which means everybody else behind you has to be helping, mm. which means if the ball does get swung, now everybody's scrambling, everybody's in rotation. And to be able to play out of that and execute and continue to close out, you have to be your awareness and understanding and trust in your teammates to be where they need to be so that you can aggressively close out mm. needs to be really high. But just again, like last year, so this past season, 
opponents shot 35% from the corners, from corner threes, okay? The worst percentage in the league. Okay. The year before that, they shot 43% from the corners, <laughs> the best percentage in the league. So it's just like, yes, all this stuff, like, you could be better. You could learn how to play together more. You can mm -hmm. trust each other more. You can execute these, these things better. But at a certain point, it's a make or miss league. And the ball's either going to go in or it's not. Right. And I would be hard pressed to believe that it went from worst to first to worst again. Like, it's just, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I just yeah. feel like they're, they're in like this weird roller coaster that's just kind of like, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's hard to know what to make of take it. Take the ride. Take the ride. Will, you, when you talk about, just how hard it is to be top five in the NBA in anything. And when we're talking about can the Bulls be a top five defense again next season, I wanted to also touch on the other teams that finished top five in the NBA last season and think, uh, can they do it again? Could the Bulls possibly leapfrog any of those teams as far as defensively being elite? Mm -hmm. So we will uh, continue that part of the conversation on the other side of this break. While we share these words from our friends and sponsors, if you're hanging out with us on YouTube, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs up button. Just like Lawrence asked you to in the comments on this beautiful Tuesday. Mm. And if you aren't already, go ahead and subscribe to the CSGO Sports YouTube channel. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at Hooters. Hooters. Hooters is your spot to catch all of the games this season. Mm -hmm. Is there anything better than eating wings and watching football? Not many. And drinking beers? Not many. I don't think there is. Mm -mm. Step up to the Hooters plate for world-famous wings, delicious seafood, stack sandwiches, salads, if that's your thing, and more. <laughs> Tons of great beer specials and $6 drinks all day, every day. Mm. $6 drinks. That's rare these days. It is. Uh, check out their seafood specials, including $19.83 for a pound of crab legs. Ooh. Under 20 bucks for a pound of crab legs. Pretty good. Plus great prices on buffalo shrimp and steamed shrimp. Mm. You like buffalo shrimp? I do. It was buffalo my favorite thing to get. bomb. Yeah, it's my favorite thing to it's get. one of there. my few exceptions that I make for mm -hmm. seafood. Oh, it's good to know. Plus, Hooters is celebrating their 40 years in business all year long. In honor of that anniversary, on the 4th of every month, Hooters is hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back oh. with 83-cent wings hey. plus other great specials. So the 4th of every month, that means the next one coming up, we just had August 4th, the next yes. one, September 4th. It's Labor Day. Yes. Ooh. Everybody's off Everybody's on Labor off. Day. If you're oh, off, man. go to Hooters and get yourself some 83-cent wings. Dick. <laughs> oh. Hello. Oh, my God. Check out Hooters. Celebrate their 40 years of business with all of their great deals. Get them crab legs. <laughs> get them. El Dog. What time is it? Game time. Mm. That's how it's He's done. There, that is. That is it's how really it's good. done. It was good. It's Just good. had a bunch of rooks around yeah, recently man. when we had ad reads <laughs> for game time. They so were not ready. They weren't ready, but they better get ready because it ain't going to stop, baby, because it's game time, ladies and gents. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee you can stop stressing and tripping and start getting hyped up and happy for all the fun that your wonderful self is about to have i just bought my sister 
some tickets off of Game Time. Mm-hmm. Bought us some tickets. She loves Lionel Richie. It's her favorite artist. Oh, hell yeah. Bought us some tickets to see Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind & Fire way down there in Matt's favorite place in Florida. So, so I bought some tickets there. <laughs> She's going to have a great time. Game Time hooked he, it all is up. Is he performing with his identical twin, Otto Porter Jr.? <laughs> he, I think it might be Otto Porter Jr. on certain songs. When all night long or dancing on the ceiling comes <laughs> on. Oh, the knees, baby. The knees. Might need Otto Porter out there to do some things. But it's going to be a good show. I know that. And Game Time hooked it up with the deal. They got deals for you too, y'all. Flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Image of the seating views, which I definitely used in buying those tickets. And the lowest price guarantee. Event cancellation protection. Even job loss protection. They have got your back. So, snag tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code CHGO. Get yourself $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem that code, CHGO. $20 off. That's what you're going to get. Download Game Time today. Last minute ticket. Lowest price guaranteed. Because we're going to go golly. What time is it? Game time. Who? Surprised you didn't ask Sarah. She just walked in. No, she, she ain't ready. <laughs> no <laughs> way she's going to be ready for that. She ain't ready. She ain't ready. Not she in the producer chair. Herself. She does Offset. need to redeem herself. Agreed. Yeah. Are you, what? Yeah. Who? Huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, she got. We got to figure out. It's not like, hoops. We still. We still working on that. Hoots. It's not. It's not hoots Hootie or hoops. hoops. We're working on that part, but she gonna get it together. She's gonna get it together. I have faith. Oh, all she'll, of it. She'll get there. All of it. Uh, all right, guys. So other teams that finished uh, top five in the NBA in defensive rating last season. You got Cleveland, Boston, Memphis, Milwaukee. Mm. Very good defensive teams. Yes. Um. I, I could make an argument, at least, that Cleveland and Boston might fall off a bit defensively. I'm curious if you guys okay. agree or disagree. Cleveland had a solid offseason okay. as far as changes to their roster, supplements to their roster, but I feel like it was more focused on helping uh, balance out their offense because they had a lot of guards and a lot of bigs and yeah. very few wings. So they had some wings. They had some shooting that they desperately needed. But I feel like they didn't necessarily get any better defensively. Boston, you take away Marcus Smart, you bring in Chris Stops. To me, that's a step down defensively. Um, what, what do you guys think? I mean, do, do you see the Bulls maybe – Memphis added Marcus Smart. They did. They're, they're, it's better. <laughs> Steven Adams' health obviously a, is a big question mark there for them right. as far as them being elite Dylan defensively. Loss of Dylan elite, Brooks. Elite, elite defensive player. Was the only great point. person even higher and in the far corner more than Caruso on that uh, ball screen mm. navigation chart. Point. How dare he? Um, <laughs> and, and, and the Bucks are the Bucks. They're pretty much returning. They're running it back. Yeah. So how do you see those other four teams who finished above the Bulls performing uh, as defensive units this season? I think you're, you're – pretty dead on as far as Cleveland is concerned because um, hearing them being in that top five was shocking you know because you don't well, they just got all clean. those rim protectors yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. know. you got Jer- of course you got Allen you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying you got Mobley you got that but they I don't think defense when I think of them it's not the first thing that comes to my mind at all and I don't know if they can continue that hanging their hat on that coming into this season with teams kind of prepared for them, you know what I'm saying, a little ready for what they're going to do. Like, the difference between the Bulls defense and that is, like I said, if it's death by a thousand cuts, you don't know where the blade coming from. 
this one you know. You know what I mean? Oh, I get Jared Allen in foul trouble. We all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're done. Get out of here. You know, Mobley, you know what I'm saying? Okay, he's not he's a rim protector, but they need his scoring also. Right. So he can't always be your rim protector. You know what I mean? It's different in Memphis with uh I got Triple J, because like you said, they had Steven Adams there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he can probably cheat a little bit off of that and get those blocks. Congratulations to him winning that award. Um but yeah, I think Cleveland would be the one. Boston Honestly, I think it would be a fall off. I don't think it would be a steep one, though. No. I mean, you still got Time Lord out there, man. He and still he missed he, a lot of time he, last year. I missed a lot of time for the Time Lord. You know what I mean? But he's still out there as a unit. They're still really good defensively, man. Mm-hmm. Like Tatum, Tatum is still really good defensively. He's a good defensive player. Um, they've got a team that can do. Porzingis definitely is not who I think of when I'm thinking of defensive stoppers. No. But he does play like he's seven feet tall. And that's all I can really he ask for somebody like that. He blocks exactly. That's what I mean by that. Exactly right. So that that won't hurt the team. Uh, it will hurt them scheme wise because Marcus Smart is just really excellent and brilliant and knowing where to be on that. But as far as teams trying to get to the rim and score on them, Porzingis can can guard you know a couple of threes out there on the perimeter. You know, what I'm saying get in their face. You know, use his length to do those things. He can do that stuff. And like I said, Tatum can definitely guard, and Brown also too can play a solid deep, uh, solid defender. So I don't think a steep fall for them, but it won't be the same definitely. But Memphis, yes. And the Bulls, I think, yeah, will we'll be better. I think so much of this just depends on health, as we talk about with almost any of this stuff. Sure. Um, you know, the Celtics, like we said, uh, Robert Williams missed a ton of time. Jaron Jackson was out for the first, like, 20-some-odd games of last year. <laughs> he comes back and wins Defensive Player of the Year. If he doesn't play, that obviously will – uh, they will collapse. I think the Bucks actually are going to be a lot better defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis, I think, played hurt a lot of last year. Yeah. Uh, Chris Milton missed, I think he only played 33 games. games. Yeah. And I think as a result of that, Giannis had a much h- higher offensive burden mm-hmm. that prevented him from really being able to defend at the level that he would have wanted. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I think Brooke Lopez played 79 or 80 games. So it's true. He did. You know, he's 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if you're going to look at the teams in front, you also have to look at the teams in back. Ooh, who might make a leap. Who might make Teach a leap. Teach them go. Mm-hmm. Teach. Uh, the Suns just hired Frank Vogel. He's obviously a defensive-minded coach, and they have a bunch of really smart players that I thought they had a great free agency period after the Bradley Beal trade. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami is not going anywhere. I'm super high on the Timberwolves. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, Anthony Edwards have Rudy Gobert back there and kind of a year to try to figure that out with Cat back in the lineup. Yeah. Raptors aren't going anywhere. Right. Uh, Lakers have always been a really good defensive team, especially yeah. you know, in the second half of the year when they kind of are who they became. Mm-hmm. And now Andy Hayes to that team as well. Exactly. So you have a lot of teams that I think are really competitive. At the same time, the Bulls were pretty firmly like, you know, in that top five. There was uh, .5 points per 100 possessions between them and the sixth seed mm. um so which is significant um mm-hmm. you know for for context there was only 0.3 points per possession between boston memphis and milwaukee for the two through four so the bulls were they were there and yeah. you know if Crusoe's healthy if javon carter can you know be sort of a replication of what patrick beverly was we talked about it the bulls were first in defense after the all-star break last mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and so obviously i think there's room for improvement, but as we talked about, there's also maybe some room for them to fall back a bit. Yeah, uh, you, you mentioned Toronto as one of those other solid defensive teams. Maybe uh, what constitutes actual NBA news for August 
Shams dropped a column this morning on The Athletic <laughs> giving his updates on the latest uh, as far as a few potential stars still to be dealt before this upcoming season begins. Obviously, Harden and Dame, no real big updates for, there for either of them. But there was something interesting about Pascal Siakam, speaking, about, speaking of that Raptors defense, um, saying that they're uh, having a dalliance with Atlanta. Uh, DeAndre Hunter and what, uh, A.J. Griffin plus some picks is the latest offer that was floated. Uh, Toronto turned that down. Um, I mean, if, if they do essentially move on from Siakam and kind of start a, a rebuild now that Van Vliet has left to Houston, mm. then, then you're not so worried about that Raptors team mm. uh, de- being like defensively elite. Yes, they still have some other solid wings, that lengthy Raptors team. Mm. Um but obviously Siakam is a big part of what they do there. Um, also, as far as uh, what the Bucks do defensively this year, <laughs> Colin did uh, correctly point out in the comments that we uh, we stole Javon Carter from them, and he is uh, yeah, yeah. he plays defense for us now. That's a very good point. So that's fantastic. Yeah, it's a very good point. Um, all right, let's take our second break real quick, and then we'll come back and talk about just how impressive Vooch's three-point shot creation uh, has been what uh, coming into the NBA as someone who didn't shoot threes as a center, um, an He's awesome good? breakdown from uh, from our guy Eli Schuster over at Bleacher Nation Bulls. We'll talk about that next. Coming up after the break, which is when you should hit that thumbs up button if you haven't done so yet. Big Dave, who's next? First of all, I like how Anthony is saying, how's the golf game, Will? He's asking. Not yeah. great. Everybody <laughs> wants to know, Will. Everybody wants to know. We're putting it out there. Can't be worse than brags. It can't. <laughs> you never know. We do know. <laughs> I'm pretty we sure know we that. know. Yeah, we're pretty sure we know that one. Beer! That's what we're talking about, though. Ooh. Lawrence, could you hit me one time, please, sir, with the honks? When you get uh, your thing. Uh, Give me one more time for making the people wait. Uh, ah, love it when you do it because it's the Goose Island Beer Company. Awesome beer, awesome company. CHGO, Goose Island. Two things together, y'all. They go together like awesomeness. Like you should get you You heard them. Chang, chang, chang. That's right. Don't you be surprised. Don't you be surprised, sir. That's Matthew Peck. Yeah, it sure is. (laughs) Shout out Travolta. (laughs) Theater guy. You better know it. Tiny Rose, sir. Goose Island. Goose IPA. Oh, we love it. Why? Because six-time medal winner, Great American Beer Fest. Mm. Six of them things. Can you imagine them other beer companies when they saw them walking in? If, especially after the fourth one, they were like, oh, God, God, here they come again. <laughs> You're damn right. More wins, more medals. That's how they roll, man. The Tropical Beer Hub, or a.k.a. the Herb Lawrence. 9.9% alcohol. Dangerously easy to drink because Herb showed you that you can do that and still be all right. I am just in awe when I sit there and think about that, Lawrence. It was an amazing video for me. It's one of the best. One of the best. I mean, it's almost as good as seeing Will without a shirt on. And <laughs> he did it twice. Look at him. He has no chill. <laughs> no chill for this young man. The 312 That is the classic. Everybody enjoys the 312 And, of course, the Matt and Dave favorite. The full pocket. Pilsner, the everyday beer of what the brewers are drinking and what the people who drink what the brewers are drinking are also drinking. Figure it out. So, brewery exclusive 
beers. It's what you get at the Goose Island Original Brew House. Where's that at, Dave? Let me tell you. It's on Clymore Avenue in Lincoln Park. Oh, man, it's too far from where I'm at. Well, guess what? They got a tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Right over there. Oh, get you some, y'all. The Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. The true taste of Chicago. Hit me one more time, Lawrence. Come on with you. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at FOCO. Get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything mm-hmm. in betwixt. It's baseball season. Football season is around the corner. Basketball season and hockey season are just around that corner. Right there. So get yourself some Aloha shirts, some straw hats, some polos, some bags, everything you need for game day. Whether mm-hmm. game day is at the ballpark, at the football field, or at the madhouse. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Foco for donating some of our dope set decorations here in Studio A. And then also some over there in Studio B at our headquarters here at CHGO downtown Chicago. Uh, check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below if you're watching along on YouTube. For all non-presale items, use the promo code, you know it, CHGO mm-hmm. at checkout and you will get 10% off your order. Again, that's Foco, F-O-C-O dot com, promo code CHGO for 10% off at checkout. Mm. Check it out! Check it out! Uh, you know what else we should check out? What's that, Matthew Peck? Vooch's brilliant construction of a three-point shot when he didn't have one before. I heard, I heard he couldn't do that. Bulls, you know, get ready, Vooch haters. We're about to <laughs> s- uh, spread some love all over uh, all over Vooch's greatness. Oh. Um, so, in case you missed this, Bleacher Nation Bulls, Eli Schuster had this great breakdown of centers in the NBA mm-hmm. who came into the league with no three-point shot to speak of and then built one for themselves mm. and did so successfully. Mm. Uh, go read the whole thing if you haven't done so yet. You can find it on Bleacher Nation Bulls uh, website. But I wanted to talk about it a little bit here because as we talk about whether or not the Bulls could be an elite defensive team again next season, mm-hmm. what could move the needle is if they keep that defense intact – not being the lowest three-point shooting volume team in the NBA, and then maybe instead of being the 24th-ranked overall offense, if you get to somewhere closer to the middle of the pack offensively just by shooting and making more threes, mm-hmm. bingo, bango, you're back in the hunt. Bingo. Uh, so Hello. as much as we talk about what Vooch can do as a facilitator, an underrated, appreciate, underappreciated passer out of that low post or high post, yeah. uh, a fulcrum from the strong side to the weak side of the floor offensively, I know some of our old school NBA friends don't like Vooch jacking threes. Get in the fight! But he needs to jack threes. <laughs> it's one of the reasons they went and got him. <laughs> so, all right, here's the basic criteria that I'll run down for you as okay. far as how Schuster broke this down. So, to be eligible for this pool of centers who mm-hmm. built a three point shot, they must be considered an, a, a center in the NBA stat database. Gotcha. They must have appeared in at least 25 games in a season where they shot 35% or better from three okay. on at least two three-point attempts per game. Gotcha. For those criteria, in the history of the NBA, you get 39 guys. That's okay. it. Then he further cut that down by eliminating those who only met the criteria in one season and not multiple seasons. Okay. When you do that, the pool of players shrinks from 39 to 21. Mm. Obviously, when you uh, add on to that, the fact that, um, where, where are we here? Okay, so um, 
starting as a center who didn't shoot, as Vooch was, Vooch failed to reach even 10 three-point attempts in an entire season in each of his first five seasons mm-hmm. in the NBA. Okay. Not 10 attempted threes in an entire season for five straight years. Then, uh, to make the next round of this uh, category, you had to have shot fewer than 10 three-pointers in multiple seasons when you played at least 50 games. And, of course, prior to the season when they started meeting the criteria of 35%, Mm -hmm. two attempts, at least 25 games from the center position. When you narrow it down that way, you get nine, just nine players. Nikola Vucevic, most Bates, Jack Sigma, Brooke Lopez, Al Horford, Marcus Gasol, Dwayne Dedman, DeMarcus Cousins, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Of those nine, Eli cut it a bit further by cutting those who hadn't shot at least 200 three-point attempts in a season. So may have averaged two attempts per game, mm-hmm. but not a total of 200 attempts in a season. Because Vooch, once he did that for the first time in 2017-2018 season, has done it every season since. Wow. At least 200 three-point attempts. Wow. That cut out Dwayne Dedman and LaMarcus Aldridge, mm-hmm. leaving just these seven players. Wow. Thank you, Lawrence. Al Horford, Most Bates, Marcus All, Jack Sigma, Vooch, Brooke Lopez, Boogie Cousins. Wow. Seven guys who went from shooting no threes mm-hmm. as big men for their respective NBA teams to starting to shoot at least 200 a game and making them at a 35% clip or better. That's interesting, man. That is a short list of players who just built themselves a three-point shot from the center position. Yeah. So as much as Bulls fans were ragging on Vooch in his first full season last year, when that three-point percentage dipped down from when he was shooting near 40, around 40, when we acquired him in that trade with Orlando, he brought it back up. To 35% last season, which is what I asked of him when we all set goals for specific players in our Prove It segments leading up to and during training camp. I said, Vooch, get me 35% back from behind the arc. He did that. And he is one of seven NBA players in history Mm. to build himself a three-point shot like this. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm I'm over here just looking at the different stats for these centers because this is really fascinating to me. Um... Shout out to Vooch, first of all, for doing that. We keep telling y'all how good this man is and how necessary it is for him to take these three-point shots because at that point in time, nobody else was available to take those three-point shots. And then how many times, Matt, did we sit here and watch Vooch hit key three-pointers in that fourth quarter from that top of the key? And he throws up the three like this for y'all because he did it in the fourth all Mm. the time. All the time. He did that. That's what he does, man. Vooch is very clutch. That's not a talked about enough for me is how clutch he is when he gets that lead back to one or he gives the Bulls that two-point lead in that fourth quarter with a few minutes to go. He did that so many times. The Detroit game, first game of the season, pops in my head immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, shout-out to Vooch for that. He's really good and necessary. Of course, you don't want him taking 10 a game. That means that there's a roster construction issue right. if that's the case with that. Sure. So, But you want him to take these threes because he built himself to that, mm-hmm. and now he's skilled at that. So, yes, continue doing that. I think that's awesome. These other players really fascinated me. Uh, Spates definitely fascinated me. I was not expecting lot. Spates on I was that not list. That, I, was, I looked at it twice. Like, wait, is that Maurice Spates really? A and smaller, yeah. a smaller sample size for him, as you see there. He only played 134 games, correct? Qualifying for the 200 or more uh, three-point attempts in a season. But so. then, even looking up his attempts, 
His first six seasons, all of them were point one. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of them. And his last season, it was 4.5 attempts a game. Right. When he retired in, in 2017-18. Yeah. Taking four so attempts a these game. These are all guys who used to shoot yeah. fewer than 10 threes in an entire season. <laughs> <laughs> like and and the one that really stands out is Jack Sigma. Shout out Jack Sigma. Jack Sigma I'm sure Lawrence, man. you remember oh, yeah. with me, man. Oh yeah. Shout out Jack Sigma on the Bucks. Who was a monster. All right, Jack Long Sigma. Was menace. menace, though. Look like Drago. Like yes. like for real. Jack Sigma was that dude, bro, on the Bucks. He he was a force. All right. Not only very very strong, but just skilled at the same time. He was kind of like Rick Smiths, but a little more physical. You know what I mean? I like I liked him a lot. I like Jack Sigma a lot. So to see his name on there was shocking as well because, again, this was during a time where it was super frowned upon for mm-hmm. centers to be taking three-point shots. So he had games, of course, where he wasn't doing any of that. You know, like, dude, it, like, it wasn't even, he wasn't even having it as a stat <laughs> when he was doing it. Right. Like, it's amazing. Like, so to see him end up on this list, and I mean – the most he ever took in his career was 2.8, and that was his next to last season Yeah, in, in the league. And that was like 89, 90 when he was doing that. So that's even more impressive because there was a bunch of zeros and point ones. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like binary codes, you know what I'm saying, on his thing. So, and DeMarcus Cousins looked at his. It's, it's the same kind of way, even though his wasn't as shocking because he would do that at Kentucky too. You knew he yeah. could do it. Right. He just went. But those two guys, like, I'm just like, no, nah, them dudes don't shoot no threes. And like, oh, shit. Yes, they do. That's really good. But Vooch, man, like for me, that just says a lot more about him and the kind of player that he is because him building that got him more money and he understood that. Like he was always very physical. You know, he's always that guy that physical, gets you in the post, dominates you right there. Him giving himself that is what got him into the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. It's what got him all those checks that he has right now. It's why the Bulls pay him to come stay again. It's because of the multi-tool, multi-faceted tool game that he has. Like, it's impressive. Like, sitting there, I'm, I'm, I'm super impressed by this. I am. Yeah, I mean, I think anytime. Like, that's the old adage, right, that you're always – great players are always adding something to their game yes. every year. Yes. I think Vooch did that. Um I don't think it's like that big of a deal though, just because one, he's always been a very good shooter from deep mid range. And mm-hmm. I think as the league sort of evolved and progressed, you hit 2015, 16, and all of a sudden Steph was taking 12 pull up threes yeah, a game yeah. and they were playing small and you kind of had to adapt. Change the whole so game. if you just kind of look at the percentage of shots that Vooch took from various places on the court, he was always like his first couple of years, 23% of his shots came between 16 feet and the three-point line. Mm-hmm. Next year, 22. Next year, 26, 26, 30, 26. And then it's 2017, 18, and it goes down to 17%. Mm-hmm. And then 12%. Because more of those became threes. Exactly. You go from 0.7% of your shots from three to 25%. And then to 28%. So I do think part of it is just a shift in, like, no longer are guys spacing the floor from 16, 18 feet anymore. They're stretching it all the way out. But in order to be able to do that, you have to be able to do that. Right. And I think that's, <laughs> that's where you give credit. But you look at right. Maurice Spades, too. He was taking 0.4 threes per game in 2013, 14. 0.2 in 14, 15. Uh, 0.9 in 15, 16. 3.4 in 16, 17. Mm-hmm. The year the Warriors won. Mm-hmm. Al Horford. Uh, 0.4, 0.5, and then in 15, 16, 3.1, then 3.6, 3.1. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooke Lopez, too. 0.1, 0.1, 0.2, 2016, 17, 
5.2. So these guys just, I, I think part of it is just the way that the league evolved. But as I said, yeah. you need to be, you need to have that touch right. from the deep mid range in order to be able to get there to begin with. So obviously you credit Vooch for stretching out his game. Right. Um, I still think Vooch <sighs> leaves a lot of threes on the table. And I agree with sure. you that you don't want him to just be a spot up shooter because he's so mm. skilled in other ways. Um, but I, all that to say, I just think a lot of it is kind of the way that the game has evolved and crediting these guys in particular for being able to lengthen their careers by adding those elements to their game. Right. And, and I think that that's why, even though you're, you're right to say, the guys who have made this addition to their game were guys who could at least knock down mid-range to deep mid-range shots and then expand that range from there. The fact that this list is so short... Uh, of this criteria that Eli uh, at Bleacher Nation Bulls came up with, you know, 35% or better, uh, 200 attempts a game, playing 50 games a season, uh, after having previously never done anything close to that, mm -hmm. 10 or fewer attempts per season, mm -hmm. it shows you that even that is itself a challenge mm -hmm. for guys who were big men who could knock down mid-range mm -hmm. because there are seven. There are seven who did it this successfully. Look at them. You know, you, you mentioned the uh, – look at freaking Sigma right there. Look at them, You know, baby. Will, you Set mentioned Horford and, and Brooke Lopez being those type of guys. Like, yeah, okay, you've always had some touch from those mid-range spots. And then vent, those two are the ones who always get recognized for this most consistently, I feel, because Horford shoots a bunch of threes for the Celtics, and sometimes when he's hot, he's a big reason why the Celtics go on crazy spurts and win their games. But look, at once Horford built himself a three-point shot, he's at 3.8 attempts per game, and he's shooting uh, the best of this group of seven players in that span at 37.5%, which is great. But Vooch is taking uh, half a three more per game than Horford yeah. since they each respectively built the three-point shots into their games, and Vooch is only a couple of points behind per percentage-wise. And 4.3 three-point attempts per game for Vooch since he built himself this three-point shot in the 16-17 season. Uh, if any Bulls fan has an issue with Vooch taking four and a half threes a game, Bugging. you aren't watching 2023 NBA basketball. Yeah, my issue is that he's taking only 4.5 or whatever. <laughs> uh, he, he should be taking more. Um, and... I do totally agree. I think the, the criticism about Vooch has almost nothing to do with Vooch, and it's more what the price to get him was in the fact that they bought at the peak of the market value mm -hmm. and that he kind of came back down to his normal value, which is like a really good all-around player who right. also has a reliable three-point shot. Um, the year that they traded for him in Orlando, he was taking six and a half threes per game. Now he's taking four and a half. Yeah. So he I was do think there's six and a half and it hitting 40%. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you're buying at the all-time market high, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's, he's probably going to have to continue to get better at that if he wants to lengthen his career that I know the way that I know he wants to. Yeah. Um, and I also think it's fair to like criticize you know the the buying price more than the player right hmm. yeah i think if the bulls had traded wendell in one pick mm. it would not be considered a bad trade it's mm. the two picks locking up your picks for four years basically mm -hmm. um that i think makes it a tough pill to swallow but yeah i mean and and also like vooch did struggle to acclimate he said so and i think it was obvious watching like if he had shot you know, 35% on five and a half threes per game last year instead of 
33% on four and a half. Mm -hmm. There might be a different, so sure. it, it was a drop off. They did overpay to get him, but that doesn't mean he's a bad player or that he can't shoot. Like it's just, both of those things are true at the same time. Yeah. Can I go back to Jack Sigma? Because I'm Please. super fascinated by this. We got a couple minutes this. left, go for it. So what extra fascinates me is, Will, like he was pointing out, about all those centers and just basically the shift in the league when Steph Curry came. Steph Curry wasn't even alive. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When Jack Sigma was doing three pointers weren't even a thing no. in the NBA when he came in. The yeah. first his first two seasons, they there was no three point line. Yeah. It didn't exist. And then the next season, he just didn't take them because it was brand new. Like, what are you doing out there? Get your big ass down in the lane. So that's what makes it even more fascinating to me. And he went out in 1990. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's when he went out. So just seeing him do that stuff and saying, no, I'm basically be ahead of the curve and mm -hmm. ahead of the game at that point and adding it that late in his career because that extends your career a little bit. You, you look weird because obviously you're the first person doing something. Anytime you're the first person doing something, you look crazy. Like, that's just what it is. So I'm sure you look crazy to a lot of people. It extended his career, his allowing him to, to stay. Uh, the he's, form he's is out of control. He's got the Larry Bird form. And he's the got hair, the Larry Bird behind the head form. And let's not like talk about the throw. that's trying to, like, make it all the way to the basket. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. This guy's seven feet tall. Like I got, what's my intern name? Is that Scott? Yeah. Look at my man Scott's bro right there, bro. <laughs> Beautiful. Clean, baby. Just oh, oh man, I missed those signs. Shout out. Jerseys, man. I, I was just going to say Shout out jerseys. Jack Sigma. Those I missed the Bucks sick. jerseys that were like that too. Back in the yeah. 80s, I missed those. Those were awesome as well. But that's what I remember. I remember more from the Bucks than I do the Sonics. Even though he won mm -hmm. a championship with that Sonics team. Shout out Lenny Wilkins Wait, as well. Wait, who was the other dude on the Bucks? The other white big man. Frank something. What oh, Frank Burkowski. Frank Burkowski? Yeah. yeah. He was on Burkowski. the team when uh, it was Bull Sonics Finals 96. Sure was. He's the guy who just tried he to get into Rodman's head yep. and lost every mental battle with Rodman in that yep. series. He it was did. fantastic. He did. He did. His too? name no, is no Brickowski, no. and he's a basketball player. <laughs> yes. God, that made me laugh as a child. The wristbands on Sigma, yes. Um, wristbands. He had the wristbands. <laughs> Colin in the comments saying, this segment gives me hope that I will eventually learn how to dunk at age 38. <laughs> Let me tell you, Colin, I am 36, and I'm getting farther away from learning how to dunk. Uh, Don't give up on your dreams. Throwing a hat said, when we get those LED floors, look out. Four-point shot spots incoming. Oh, it's coming. Work on your random fours, kids. That's real. That four-point shot is coming. It's bro. already been integrated into the three-point contest. Yes, it's I, on the way. The, the I, Mountain Dew money ball. Come on, baby. My hoop idea is three points for a dunk. Make dunks cool again. Three points? Well, nah. Yeah. If they're going to add a four-point shot, they need to incentivize dunking. I don't want people I just agree. jacking up a bunch of threes. I uh, well, based on, based on the Bulls' current cool. situation, how about three points for uh, deep mid-range twos? <laughs> I, would, I would take that, too. How about a, <laughs> do we do that? Five points if you're flipping on the three-point Three point points line. for all the shots that the Bulls take and two points for all the shots that anybody else takes. Wow, that is very logical. Mm. I am with that. That's, I dig that, it. It's no bias at all. I'm with There's this. There's no That's way that right. can backfire on us. Um, <laughs> all right, we are out of time for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Hit that thumbs-up button if you haven't done so yet. Make sure you're subscribed to CHGO Sports YouTube channel. We got more baseball action coming up for y'all oh later God. tonight. Cubs and Sox. One team. Yay! One team. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, Wait, you know, right, baby. Hold on. Before we, before we leave, there was a comment about that, actually. Uh, I'd like to throw up there. This was from... Was oh, I think it was Anthony. Yeah. Uh, curious to know if you guys have tried to help the CHGO Sox guys with all this drama and the other Jerry Owen team. Hell no. I feel oh, for you, but help? I mean, Man, I'm dealing with my own the shit one for with that. Jerry. He's not the one for that. All right? He's not there. We just, we talk, you know, we hug, and we laugh. That's the best way I can say it. 
It's the only thing I can do, man. It's the only thing I can offer right now. Because what, what got just sadness, just upset, just trash. It's trash right now, all right? It's pure trash Call going show. on at, for my team, man. And it sucks. You see that, but we'll uh, go through it, and J- we'll get Jerry, better. Jerry ran away from some media. He did. Jerry, can you ask you a question? No. <laughs> it was out of there with a cigar Shocker. and everything. Shocker. Yeah. Clown show. Look at no him. comments. <laughs> shocked shocked well talking not baseball. that shocked talking baseball uh, we are back tomorrow same time same place in studio 4pm central time with another fresh show for y'all until then Will is on twitter at Will underscore Gottlieb Big Dave Bow B-A-W-L Sports I'm Bulls underscore Peck we are CHO underscore Bulls shout out and appreciation to our pound producer Lawrence Lots. on the controls today Loud out. we'll talk to you tomorrow Bulls Nation see you right be good